0: Good morning, super entrepreneurs. I hope you're doing so well this morning. I hope you all had a great weekend. I have so many stories to go through today. Uh it's it's been it's been kind of crazy. Um, real quick, I got a new lighting set up, so uh hopefully no more bald comments will be uh be coming through here because uh I, I changed where the lights were, reconfigured some things and all that. Anyway. Uh today I have a fully stacked lineup. We're gonna talk about share trading uh for Evergrande, has been halted as of about nine hours ago on Monday trading in uh Hong Kong. Kanye West has a uh Yeezy Gap hoodie that uh, sells out hours after launch, and it was $90 for a hoodie. Uh I'm a big Kanye fan. I'm interested to see uh what 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 uh what they had to say about that. Amazon wants to set an example with influencer counterfeiting case. Uh I thought that this would be really interesting to bring up since a lot of entrepreneurs, I mean including myself, do uh Amazon, you know, sell stuff through Amazon. So I thought it was a good idea to bring up uh, you know, what not to do. Uh, When when selling through Amazon, Disney works to combat merchandise madness for its 50th anniversary merchandise with standby and virtual queues. General Motors has found a clever way to deal with the lack of chips. Is it a clever way? I I got some thoughts on that. We'll get to that later on. Uh, Tesla autopilot loses its strongest rival as GM has. Uh, has halted the Super Cruise rollout. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Super Cruise, it was a ca- it was in their Cadillac line and enabled their Cadillacs to drive themselves, more or less, on the highway. Uh, and there's a whole th- I'll go into that later. Um, and then finally, uh, Philadelphia is working to and I caught this on on Good Day Philadelphia here. Philadelphia is working to establish permanent outdoor seating citywide, which uh I didn't know that that was a thing that they they it was it's that big of a deal or that hard for them to go about doing but apparently it is and uh and they are working to make it a permanent thing going forward. So we'll get into the details about that uh towards the end here. But first, let's talk about the share trading share trading in embattled China Evergrande halted in Hong Kong. Now, I'm going to have to read some uh, quite a bit of this story here because I uh, did not get to uh, digest all the information because I just got this article uh, before I came on here, about 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah. So, share trading in embattled China Evergrande halted in Hong Kong, trading in shares of heavily indebted China Evergrande was suspended on Monday, days after some bondholders said that the property developer at the center of jitters uh, over China's financial system had missed a second key bond interest payment. Shares of its unit, uh, Evergrande Property Services Group. Now, if you've watched previous videos, we talked about how they have multiple businesses. It's not just uh, a properties group solely. Uh, were also suspended. The Hong Kong Stock, Ex- uh, stock Exchange said the Bourse uh, didn't say why trading in the company's stock had been halted, and it was unclear who had initiated the suspension. Wow, That's, uh, that never bodes well. It's like, we did this thing, uh, but we don't know who did it. We're not going to talk about it. You know, nothing to see here. It's story over. Uh, Evergrande did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, with liabilities stretching into the hundreds of billions of dollars, equal to two percent of China's gross domestic product, Evergrande has sparked concerns its woes could spread through the financial system and reverberate around the world. Initial worries have eased somewhat after China's central bank vowed to protect home buyers' interests. Well, that ding, ding for that, uh, and I and that kind of. Um, Protection is the exact thing that we need to have, so that things don't start to collapse uh, based on the the rumors of things falling apart, right? So we we need uh, some some stability in in what the you know in the situation, and um, hopefully, China Central Bank. Uh, backs that up and doesn't just like, well, we said we were going to do it. Things happen. Bureaucracy set in and bam. All of a sudden, nobody, you know, nobody's getting the protection that they need. And things are just, you know, free falling out of it. So uh, it goes on to say Monday's uh, share trading suspension sent a shiver through the broader financial markets, which remain nervous on cont- uh, about contagion. Uh, knocking the offshore yawn, uh, yawn, is that how you say it? yawn? Uh, a little, uh, a little lower and uh, weighing on the hang sang sang sing sang benchmark index. Um, Evergrande, uh, oh, shares in Evergrande have plunged 80% so far this year, while its property services unit has dropped 43% as the group scrambles to raise funds to pay uh, its many lenders and suppliers. Uh, Stock in its electric, uh, there you go, Uh, stock in its electric vehicle unit, China Evergrande new energy vehicle group fell as much as 8% earlier on Monday before pairing losses. Uh, the Cash Trap Group said on September 30th that its uh, wealth management unit had made a 10% repayment of wealth management products, which are largely owned by onshore retail investors. Um, the two offshore payments, which bondholders said failed to arrive by their due date, come as the company, which uh, are, has nearly 20 billion dollars in offshore debt faces deadlines on dollar bond coupon payments totaling one hundred and sixty two million dollars next month so what i what I wanted to to, to bring up real quick is um, I got a lot of respect for me, Kevin. Uh, I know he just did a video uh, yesterday or day before talking about how you know he thinks that, that you know this is all kind of overblown, and when we think that there 's going to be a crash. That you know, it it actually it does the actually has the opposite effect. We don't end up having a crash because of it. Now, uh, I I think that if if the if the um, home buyers are protected, I I think that we will be able to see uh, mostly smooth sailing coming out of it. But if something goes wrong because i I don't want to be like hey the, the, the sky's falling sky's falling ding 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 sky's falling we gotta ring the ring the alarm i i think that um if if they can protect the home buyers and they start to maybe restructure the company uh you know and and have people actively trying to fix the problem rather than Hey, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Like we, we are way overextended and we just cannot, you know, with the current situation, we cannot provide the money for, uh for our lenders and our suppliers. Uh, I mean, they have to be taken care of because if they're not taken care of, the ripple effect of that alone could be ca- could be catastrophic on so many levels, right? Because they have lenders and suppliers themselves that they got to get paid, and and then the ripple starts to feel. And because of how big it is, I don't think it's you know uh, I mean uh, if I remember correctly, me Kevin brought up like the fact that. Uh, the was it the hedge funds uh, only had like 2% of or, or less than or 0.2% or know, some very small amount of money uh, held up in like what they I think we said it was junk bonds or something to that effect and it's like oh okay well that's not the that that's not the overall problem the The overall problem is is that these people you know these other companies that they're indebted to need to get paid or else they can't pay and then they, it, that's where it starts to to really unravel um when you talk about such a large scale problem so that's that's why it needs to to be because you're going to start putting those companies on their business then those families can't you know don't have work and it it could take an already you know uh, on the edge situation through the pandemic and like push it over the edge. And that's exactly what the world market does not, does not need. So as much as I'm not a fan of let's just bail everybody, you know, bail the biggest people out, they get golden parachutes and, and yeah, they were overextended and they didn't do anything to fix the problem, you know, in the year and a half of knowing that there was actually two years of knowing a problem, you know, that a problem or close to two years of knowing a problem. And you know, there's a, there's a middle ground. And, uh, I think that it needs to, you know, somebody needs to step in there and, and figure out, uh, how this is not going to be a problem going forward. How, how are they going to resolve the problem today? Uh, halting does not help the situation at all and, uh, might cause more people to panic, which starts to pull people out. I know in, the trucking industry you know growing up uh, in there you know you you don't want uh, somebody to think that your trucking company is going out of business uh because of the fact that all of a sudden they think that they're not they're like their their uh, pallets of stuff are going to get stuck on a loading dock somewhere with the, with chains put on the doors and you can't get your stuff and all of a sudden that creates a ripple effect and f- i mean fortunately a smaller ripple effect than the ripple effect of you know billions and billions and billions of dollars uh connected through the whole world um to to a housing market so yeah i i absolutely think um this this could become a problem uh, i wouldn't i'm not sounding the alarm yet but uh but it definitely uh is is not it's it's not a good thing um, unless you're looking at it from a, a perspective of things were free falling and we halted it and it looks like we don't quite have that uh, I don't quite have that information right here so uh, I want to you know uh, c- caution but you know let's let's see how this plays out and I'll be following this uh, as we get um, closer and closer uh, to hopefully a resolution. Kanye West puzzles fans by debuting a basic hoodie (laughs) for $90 as part of the Gap, Inc. partnership. Uh, Anybody that knows me knows that I am a fan of Kanye West, uh, his music, and uh, maybe not so much the clothes, but but definitely definitely on the music side. Uh, Kanye West debuted a simple hoodie that runs for $90. Uh, as the latest piece of exclusive clothing to go along with the partnership with Gap Inc. The musician and business mogul uh, inked a deal with uh, Gap Inc. in 2020 to create a line of clothing under his Yeezy brand. The artist previously debuted a puffy jacket that retailed for $200. Now he's debuted as some very simple hoodie that comes in six different colors and retails for $90 adult $70 for kids. Uh, Gap, uh, Gap scrubbed of uh, it, its official Instagram on Thursday in order to make room for six posts, all featuring uh, the relatively basic looking. Oh, uh, let's see if it, let's see if it's still there because this was on Thursday. Oh, it says scrubbed. I don't see. Uh, I guess they have posted since. When's this? When's this post from? That's from June fifteenth, huh? That's an interesting idea to I guess delete your 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 uh your grid there to make room for for him uh or for his stuff. Uh to to, to make room for six posts uh, reports that users can go to Special Easy Store on the GAPS website, where users uh, will be prompted with questions about their fit preferences before being taken to a virtual fitting room to pre order the hoodie. So while I am a fan, uh, does d- respect the wait time roughly? Yeah. So I, while I am a fan, uh, of, of Kanye, um, I, I, you know, to me, I don't, I don't, I don't have the, the, the clothing in hand. Uh, I'm going to have to say, I hope that it's a super high quality hoodie. When I was looking at the gap and looking at other hoodies that they offer, uh, they were like 40 bucks, 45 bucks. Uh, 50 bucks. I mean, I, I think the most I would pay for a hoodie is like 60 and that would have to be like super high quality. Uh, but at 90, it's like, ah, you had, you add uh, Kanye's name to it. And all of a sudden, uh, it adds, you know, adds value to it. I'm, I'm open to the idea. I mean, obviously I probably will never get one cause they probably will sell out. They'll end up on eBay and, uh, I'm not spending $390 for a, for a hoodie. So uh, you know i it, to me it's um i think it's a it's a it's a thought of you know and or an expansion of the na- uh name brand you know putting a name on a brand and And making it go, right? So this uh, says Bloomberg notes that Yeezy brand is valued at roughly 3.2 to 4.7 billion. And that gap tie in alone could be worth almost another billion dollars. uh, According to bank estimates, which uh, puts, you know, Kanye extreme, like over (laughs) like way uh, richer. The video that, that was at the top of this original article here uh, talked about him being worth up to six billion dollars, which is far and beyond uh, any other any other rappers. Um, and they talked about him being the second most uh, rich African American. So I, yeah, crazy, crazy, and uh, you know, he he did it. He loved he loved fashion, and he turned it into something. He was more than just music, uh, even if his music. The last couple of years has just been all right to decent at best. Um, yeah, I, I, I applaud it. I think uh, I still think it's fun. I think it's hilarious that, you know, in his early songs, uh, he talked about working at the Gap and here he uh, is is probably one of their most valuable assets, if not the most valuable asset that the Gap offers today. let's see the next one we got here amazon wants to set an example with influencer counterfeiting case so th- i mean there's a this this article uh goes on a bit but my the the understanding that uh, from what i understand is that they were uh these influencers were setting up shop on amazon and then referring people to those amazon shops uh, that either they set up or were in partnership with in selling counterfeit products uh and they want to apparently make uh a a uh, example out of them um by by with their lawsuit uh so let's see mickey gg wallet dupe 2199 plus shipping very trusted seller order this get this so they were actually so they were actively like telling people uh on other social media platforms like, hey, if you order this wallet that's twenty, you know, twenty one ninety, you know, twenty-two bucks, you'll we will send you this, this uh wallet uh or, or or clutch or whatever you call it with Mickey on it, and uh I don't know what brand that's supposed to be, but Yeah, so the influencers were linked to an Amazon page that made no mention of the counterfeit product and included no photos of it either. By uh, relegating the counterfeit product info to TikTok and Instagram, they attempted to sidestep Amazon's counterfeiting watchdogs. That part of the plan obviously didn't work in the end. Uh, Amazon has been ramping up its anti-counterfeiting efforts slowly but surely in the last few years even before forming a dedicated counterfeit crime unit Amazon was spending upwards of a half a billion dollars a year in anti-counterfeiting uh, law enforcement has been key in those efforts too Amazon hopes to uh, hopes this high profile case will serve as a reminder to others who might try to make some uh, fast cash on the company's marketplace so I guess my question is: Is why bother going through Amazon at that point? Why not just set up your own your own website and use like WooCommerce and they, and and then they'll take zero percentage uh, outside of like your PayPal or credit card fee, uh, which will be way less than that. I'm not trying to give ideas to people, but. Uh, I you know it just seems weird. I guess I guess by doing it through Amazon you're opening up to people already trust Amazon, people already have their credit card information there. They they you know have some kind of like oh I can return it or whatever because they have a a return policy and they're trying to cash in on that opportunity. Uh but yeah, so apparently they're trying to make uh an example out of it to to warn off or ward off other people. I think that this, uh, this post here is just so, it's so egregious. Like it's so in your face and like for, for them, for, for people to think that Amazon's not scouring the web, Amazon knows exactly what you're doing, viewing. That's why you're getting ads for specific items that you either, you know, viewed on Amazon or viewed somewhere else. And for somebody to think that they're like, this would just go unnoticed, um, is is insane to me absolutely insane especially once you start to gain some traction you know you can start getting some followers and things uh it's it's going to be pretty apparent that you know you, what you're doing is is out there and uh not welcomed so yeah don't uh don't try to counterfeit that's that's pretty terrible and if you're gonna do it don't do it through amazon uh but don't do it in general that, that would be that would be great So uh, Disney works to combat merchandise madness with standby and virtual queues. Happy birthday to the Magic Kingdom and the Walt Disney World Resort. It turned 50. Hooray. Ding, ding. I wish I was there. If this was five years ago, six years ago, I absolutely would have been there. Uh, or actually, if it was just literally two years ago, I would have been there. Unfortunately, uh, I am was not able to be there. But I hope to get back to Disney World before, you know, the uh, 50th anniversary, 18-month celebration is over. Uh, let's see. So the reason I brought this up was because Disney has, I mean, the lines have just been absolutely ridiculous. And this is just for merchandise, right? So people are are trying to go crazy. Of course, they got to have the picture with the one person right in the middle, not (laughs) with their mask down below their nose. Um, Let's see. uh, Had to protect the poor cast members uh, putting out cups at the Emporium because crazy old ladies were uh, fighting over a stupid cup. Poor poor M's got or poor miss got trampled and several fights. Walt Disney World dropped the ball big time uh, and put their cast members lives at risk. It's irresponsible. Well, Yes and no, right? Like we all have to take. What's irresponsible is people fighting over a cup. That's that's irresponsible. Uh, but I I think that Disney probably shouldn't have been putting that stuff out. Maybe that's where you know where you put the the cups and stuff in a display uh, in in some displays, right? And maybe they got to be like bulletproof displays. I don't know, but uh, or shatterproof displays. <laughs> And uh, or in the in the windows and stuff so people can see what they are. And then you go and you place your order. To me, the order should just, most of the ordering should just be done on their, the app. They have their own My Disney app uh, or My Disney Experience app, which I think has just been replaced by the Genie app. Uh, i 'm not sure i haven 't actually seen anybody tweet about that or, or or message you know say one way or the other uh, so maybe I need to dig a little deeper because I think October first was supposed to be the rollout of that seems like a whole lot of things to to roll out brand new all at one time and uh if you 're in that case, you know if you 're in that situation where you 're you know have multiple things that you 're releasing um you know maybe it 's not the best idea to do all that at once, uh, maybe stagger it so that your your people uh, have an opportunity to train up and and to know what's you know what's going on and what's coming down the pike. So it says it goes on to say, uh, merchandise madness strikes hard today on uh, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary with extremely long lines. Uh, as the morning went on, cast members started to manage the madness with different strategies. As the, vir- as the virtual queue went down in the hours after opening. That is not good. Uh, cast members started to uh, start a standby line outside the building using the same ropes used during the traditional parades. Uh, looking back up the street, the queue is fairly spaced yet very long. In fact, it was reaching back up to the train station, which is like all the way, the train station's like all the way over here. So it, that that's It's a pretty decent distance if it got all the way back to the train station. If you or your friends or your family are at Disney World or, in particular, the Emporium on Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom shopping today, uh, please be kind to cast members and other shoppers around you. Supply chain shortage. Shortages facing the stores are hitting them hard, making supply and demand uh, topple over into what feels like a merchandise scavenger hunt. Know that Disney has ordered lots of merchandise and will continue to be put on the shelves as it arrives. Uh, like Cinderella, use patience, have courage, and be kind. Uh, so I'm sure this is this is just a, one of many stories that Disney has had to deal with coming out um, over the course of... Of the last, you know, year and a half since uh, Mr. Bob Chapek took over uh, Disney, you know, CEO position, and it, it just seems like it's a it, like they the you know could have been a lot better planning. And I want you to think about what you're doing to uh, have plan have a plan and put that plan to action uh, as you go forward in you know in your business and and enable um, things to have a great. Not only uh, customer experience, but also team member experience. That is not a great time uh, for for customer, you know, for your team to have to be dealing and be like, okay, we're gonna like set up a makeshift line here because we didn't have a plan. Uh, Disney absolutely knows that they when they come out with new merchandise, people line up. I've, I mean, I've seen it time and time and time again, firsthand and through pictures. That Disney has. You know, they're super fans that will show up and be there in line for an hour, two hours, three hours for a pin. You know, and and when you're talking about the 50th anniversary, I just feel like there's so much more. And the whole supply chain shortage thing, Disney knew it was their 50th anniversary. They've been planning over five years for this anniversary, so it's not like this is a uh, oh surprise like 50th anniversary snuck up on us. They've known uh, and and have probably have had the designs for a while and got stuff in though. Maybe they didn't have the place to store it and uh, and or didn't order enough, thinking oh we're going to be fine. But you've had a year and a half to get as much in as possible and to satisfy the in, 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 the amazing amount of crowds that show up for, uh, for this kind of stuff. So, uh, I'd love to see for them, them to do, do a better job going forward with, uh, with managing this. And look, first day is always, is always going to be crazy. I mean, even the first day of Disney world, you know, they, the, the, uh, or Disneyland, sorry, the, um, the asphalt was still dry, <laughs> you know, it was still kind of moist, wet and, uh, and sticky. Uh, when people were coming into the park on on opening day, so things happen. But you know, we they have over fifty years just in Disney World time uh, of experience to to figure this out, and over I don't know seventy almost seventy years uh, in Disneyland time. So I you know do better. <laughs> think about that. You know, think things through. And I, you know what? The one sticking point here is. Bob Chapek was the before becoming the CEO was the um, chief officer of I don't remember what his actual title was but it was Parks experience and merchandise parts it was a Parks experiences and merchandise I believe that was the official title and but merchandise is the key sticking part so he knew he knows what what you know what to expect and here we are So, General, Gen, oh, there we go. General Motors has found a clever way to deal with lack of chips. The global chip shortage may be here to stay in the long term, with some experts estimating it would continue well into 2023. But the other, on the other hand, car makers out there are always looking into ways to speed up the recovery and reduce their impact on operations. I don't know that this is a clever way. Um it's it's it, to me, it's something that they probably should have already had uh at this point. So while most of the uh most uh while yeah, while most of them turn to temporary shutdowns, even if uh or even yeah, even of or even if they're best selling models, others are replanning their supply chains in a way that makes even more sense. Given the current crisis and General Motors is one of them, as the American giant plans to no longer rely on suppliers for the acquisition of chips to uh, but reach out directly to manufacturers in regard in this regard. In other words, GM hopes that by eliminating suppliers, it would establish a direct relationship with chip makers to allow the company to get its hands on semiconductors much faster, therefore reducing any potential disruption that could eventually affect its production. CEO Mary uh, Barra uh, admitted the global chip shortage wouldn't just go away overnight, but the, at the end of the day, it's all that she described as a solvable problem. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Chip shortage, not a new thing. The chip shortage, really, if you've been paying attention, goes back to the middle of 2020, uh, really even before that, when everybody started to ramp down their production uh, and ordered less. So the chip shortage is somewhat of a... Uh, there, there's some parts of it is an ordering issue, uh, that stem from, oh no, it's 2020, you know, March, 2020 pandemic's happening. We're shutting, we're, we're just going to kill it because we don't want to get stuck with all these extra chips. Nobody very, I think only like one or two companies foresaw that, Hey, guess what? People are still going to buy high phones. People are still going to buy computers, uh, other cell phones, cameras, cars, Blah, 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 blah. We're not all going to just live like hermits under a rock in our house. So uh, to me, this is – I don't want to say it's too little too late, but it's kind of mind-blowing that a company as big as GM is making the decision – now at the end of 2021 18 months into a, into the pandemic uh they're like oh yeah we're we're going to we're going to come up with a clever way we're going to go uh direct and buy our chips direct instead of going through uh manufacture you know or a third party which you make cars cars have had chips in them since the, i don't know 70s 80s definitely the 80s but may, maybe 70s uh how 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 was and it took this long to realize hmm we can't ship these cars they're all sitting on the side they're you know they're all we have all these completed quote unquote completed cars sitting on the sideline waiting to be sold but they can't be sold because we're missing the 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 critical pieces to the car and it took eighteen months to come to the realization that maybe we need to do something different meanwhile you know Tesla is is outperforming their estimates through the supply chain why because they were they get their stuff direct that you know uh to 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 sit back and say well you know who could have thought how could this have happened blah 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 like you 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 it's, it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely incredible to me that uh, GM could wait this long. Um, so let me, let me get the article goes on to say, furthermore, GM produced and sold some models without start stop systems, uh, this time in an attempt to reduce the number of chips that would be required for each vehicle. Uh, so when it says start-stop systems, what does that mean? Is it we're talking about like push to start? Sell pickups, to SUVs without start-stop as thousands of cars wait for chips. But what does this? What do they mean by start-stop? Full-size upgrades, tens of thousands of incomplete pickups. So we're we talking about push to start. Is that the uh, the impacted models will no longer come with automatic start-stop? Include only 2021 models. Or is this like uh, a moving auto start stop could generate a slightly bigger fuel consumption? Oh, the start stop. Okay, so you're go, you're driving, um, you're, you're driving, uh, and then you you come up to a stoplight and you hit the brakes and then you come to a full stop and then the engine shuts off. So that's a chip they're saying. Oh, you know what? We're going we're going we're not gonna ship with that because uh, we we just can't get that chip. That's okay. That's what that's talking about. Uh, This time, in an attempt to reduce the number of chips that would be required for each vehicle, a forecast released by market research firm IDC estimates the global chip shortage would be resolved next year, emphasizing there's a risk of oversupply in 2023. In other words, foundries across the world might invest so much uh, in increasing their production that they would eventually end up with building more chips than the industry needs, therefore creating a gigantic inventory without enough customers to. Maintain the same pace of chip manufacturing, which which means that the price could for for certain devices and things could come down as they try to sell off and make sure that people get you know they're not sitting on the inventory, paying out taxes on the inventory, et cetera, et cetera. So that I mean that's not necessarily a a, a bad thing uh, for like from a consumer standpoint, uh, but the the chip shortage. Uh, there's a couple pieces to it where it's not just about the fact that they ramped down their ordering, so they made less wafers and and and, and didn't produce as much from those uh, foundry or from those factories. The other end of it was that there was actually a, an actual silicon shortage uh, of sand because that's what si- silicon's made out of, and that uh, I'm I haven't heard much about that. In fact, I, I maybe I should for tomorrow's entrepreneurs I should look up. Uh, where th- Where we are with that with the actual uh sand issue that we 're running into, which I, it's i can't that find i find out so hard to believe that that 's a that that was a thing and and or still a thing but uh we'll we will we will see and I will keep you up to date with that going forward here on the entrepreneurs you do it uh it says I prefer ruffles those other chips ain 't so good even with dip ding ding i i agree uh they should visit wildwood beaches we have plenty you know i'm not sure if um i'm not sure if it's a specific type of sand it might have to be a specific type of i i assume that there's multiple types of sand out there uh in order to make the uh in in order to make the chips the wafers uh for the for the uh, microprocessors I will uh, have to have to talk. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have a chat with my friend Mike and uh, get get some clear answers on that, as well as doing some some searches. Uh, let's see. Tesla Autopilot loses its strongest rival as GM halts Super Cruise rollout. Now I'm wondering before before we get in the article, I'm wondering if it's because they can't get the chips to do it. Tesla's autopilot, most formidable rival from legacy auto, uh, is on a break. With GM Motor or General Mo- GM Motors, General Motors confirming that its flagship driver assist system, Super Cruise, is unavailable for now. The culprit behind this is quite unsurprisingly the ongoing semiconductor shortage, which we just talked about in the last video. So if you haven't watched that, get subscribed and go check out the last video I just put up about GM. Uh, taking control of their, their chip uh, supply. Uh, so if you're not familiar with with the Super Cruise uh, sy- system, to the best of my knowledge, what it does is it they went through, they had people with like all kinds of cameras and LiDAR or radar drive down, kind of like a Google Maps. And they drove all the highways to map everything. And then they took that information, put it into a Cadillac, and called it Super Cruise. And if you're on one of those highways, it can navigate the highway system on its own, mostly autonomously, right? As far as I I know. Um, So... Let's see. A Cadillac spokesperson confirmed that Super Cruise is not being released to any of the companies, uh, or, or yeah, to any of the company's vehicles for now. It's not just the Escalade either, as the Cadillac spokesperson also confirmed that the CT4 and CT5, the next two cars expected to receive an advanced driver assist system, would also not be released with Super Cruise for the, uh, for the current model year. So this further uh, is is the you know the chip shortage. Uh, biting them in the butt and they're saying well we can't just keep these cars on the sidelines we need to make money uh because we've paid all these people and paid for the products and everything to put the car together and now it's just sitting on the sideline not being sold Super Cruise is an important feature for the uh, cadillac escalade program although it's temporarily unavailable at the start of the regular production due to the industry-wide sh- uh, shortage of semiconductors uh we're Confident in our team's ability to find creative solutions to mitigate the supply chain situation and resume offering blah blah blah. The semiconductor shortage resulted in us postponing the full launch of Super Cruise in our sedans until model year 2022. Now, the 2022 CT Fords and CT Fives will be available with Super Cruise in the first half of next year. JM has big plans for Super Cruise, though, this recent halt seems to be the latest roadblock in the automaker's efforts uh, for the systems-wide rollout. Uh, Prior to this recent announcement, Super Cruise rollout met with some speed bumps as the Chevy Cru- Chevy Bolt and EUV were meant to be equipped with the system faced a production halt due to the battery fire recall and replacement campaign. Uh, being one of the best-reviewed driver assist systems on the market, Super Cruise is equipped with features that are quite comparable to Tesla's Autopilot. Unlike Autopilot, h- however, Super Cruise only works on pre-mapped highways, making it somewhat limited, I would say pretty limited, Uh, Personally, it is nevertheless impressive. With Consumer Reports dubbing it as the best active driving assistance system in the market last year, so I I I think that it it, you know that's awesome. But it since it's such a predetermined uh, system that it it can utilize, kind of creates a a problem uh, when you're like, oh well, what what's next? What's the next step? and in GM's case with their with their super cruise system this means that they are not like they're not setting themselves up for success for the road for the road ahead they're trying to offer something right now. What can we do? We put cameras, we put you know systems on a car. We we go out. I think they contracted a third party company for this and they drive around to to map everything the way it is today, but that doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to be tomorrow and by utilizing I I know um uh, Elon is not a big fan of LiDAR, but utilizing LiDAR and, ca- and cameras, uh, they are enabling the, the car to be able to navigate itself on a highway. That's awesome, but as highways continue to change, they're gonna have to go back and remap that, and that does nothing for the future of, of being able to, like, get in my car and then just be like, boop, 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 I w- or just tell it, I want to go here. And it backs out of your driveway and takes you to wherever you want to go. That, that's the future. And even though it's taking Tesla longer than I'm sure Elon would like to admit or, or want it, wants it to take, uh, it, it is the better option going forward because of the fact that they're enabling themselves to, be, to have the time to develop uh, cameras to be able to do all of the things. That doesn't mean that we should take, go to sleep and take, take a nap in our car yet. Uh, and if you do, you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I'm open to the idea that, uh, that super cruise could work and maybe it is their first, you know, their baby step into it. And that's why they're, you know, they're doing it with Cadillac to start and, and this really puts a hamper on it, but I still think, uh, that it's not the ultimate, it's not the ultimate solution, and and that Tesla is going to be that much further ahead of them down the road. Uh, and I mean, I, I even even if Teslas don't drive, their autopilot doesn't drive as good as Super Cruise does right now. The opportunity for the Teslas to drive better is there, and will and and will absolutely get there. Even if uh, you know GM might be beating them in the short term. In, you know, with what they, what they decided to, to roll out with. So let's see our next, uh, second to last one here has do. So I, I, for, for for anyone who doesn't know, I am from the Philly area. And uh, an, or, uh, a, a piece caught my eye. Council members work to establish permanent outdoor seating citywide. So I, I had not been keeping up on whether or not the city was, um, you know, if it was a temporary solution or a long-term solution uh, for the city to have outdoor dining. And it turns out that the um, – the ordinance that they passed ends uh, the end of this year for outdoor dining. And so council members are working to make it permanent. Uh, Now the, all I have is this, this video, I'm not going to play the video, but uh, at the end of the year, so yeah, at the end of the year, it expires um, 50%, you know, they were quoting 50% of restaurant goers won't eat inside uh, for one reason or another. And against Uh, So there's only apparently there's one person in Philly that's against this or this uh, idea of of making it permanent. And the reason that they're against it, uh, because they have like 50 that this person, um, their district is is Center City, Philadelphia, and has like uh, 50 percent of uh, all restaurants is in is in his district. Uh, he said city would control the permits rather than giving districts the ability for ordinances to make it happen. So they, they, in the video, they seemed pretty, uh, he seemed, the, the uh, gentleman speaking, uh, seemed pretty optimistic that they'll be able to work through the issues uh, of of the concerns that the city will, will control the permits. Uh, the, obviously, the reason I wanted to bring this up is I'm not sure what other cities are doing as far as their outdoor dining. I think outdoor dining uh is something that probably should stick around even after the pandemic. Uh maybe it shouldn't be as I don't know, intrusive as some some of it has like uh you know, going through we were in Philly uh on Saturday driving through like Center City and stuff and the um some of the, the way they've built out like a deck into the road, it's kind of intrusive. Um, doesn't look the greatest, but I think that, you know, as the pandemic subsides and confidence, you know, customer confidence comes back. I think it's, it's something that there's something to be said for like a couple of tables and chairs outside. It doesn't necessarily mean that your whole operation has to exist in that space outside, but just, um, you know, being able to have that ordinance to, or get an ordinance so you can uh, have people eat outside is is awesome, right? So obviously, some restaurants have it, and some restaurants had to go through you know because the, the the sidewalks are so small in some parts of the city that they had to go and expand uh, like a deck sized uh, eating area. So I I think maybe on a case by case basis, um, and and hopefully. At the very least, they extend this uh, this this uh, this ordinance through the end of maybe next year. Um, at least in the short term, maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be permanent, but uh, it, it's something that, at least in the short term, to get us through. Hopefully next year will be the end of the end uh, maybe of the pandemic and will or, or coming so far down that it just, it, you know, completely falls off the radar. That's I'm, I'm hopeful for it. Hopefully you're as hopeful as I am. And, uh, and we'll see, see how this uh, shakes out here. Finally today Exxon sees green, gold and algae based fuel. Skeptics see green washing the oil giant under pressure to address climate change says it is getting closer to making a, a biofuel viable now on uh, on fox business i was I was watching uh, this video because I thought this video was like a current video uh, yeah it 's not it 's actually from two thousand and twelve. It talks about Obama as president. And I was like, whoa, wait what are they?" like talking about it in as in the past or no, they were talking about it as in that was the future. Um, sometimes some scientists regard uh, Exxon mobile's longest running quest to run algae into uh, or turn algae into a transportation fuel as little more than a PR stunt. The oil giant says they are wrong using genetic engineering. Exxon says, it is closer to its goal of fueling jet planes and heavy trucks with oil distilled from tiny organisms. The government subsidies and incentives uh, it says are uh, with government so yeah subsidies and incentives. It says it is on pace to make algae biofuel commercially viable by the end of the decade. Wow, it is twenty twenty one and the end of the decade is <laughs> Quite a ways away. Uh, skeptics abound. Nearly every other major oil company has abandoned algae research after a flurry of investment at the start of the last decade yielded few few results. Exxon heavily touted its efforts uh, in its nearly ubiquitous advertisements featuring ponds of green algae that portray the company as the leader in the developing the fuels of the future. Exxon claimed a breakthrough in 2017 and has yet to demonstrate results. Well, that that was quite a while ago. Now um, they might want to they might want to get on that. Uh, there is always this irrational optimism and exuberance in the beginning. You have to have a vision. After that, it's show the progress. Uh, The uh, allure of algae is uh, obvious. One of the most abundant organisms on Earth, algae captures carbon dioxide and when it's uh, when used as fuel could reduce life cycle carbon emissions by more than 50 percent compared to fossil fuels, according to some research. So I, I guess the question is, is. Is it is it true? Look, as the sign, you know, the scientist in me says, well, you know, just because uh, everybody else gave up on it doesn't necessarily mean the Exxon gave up on it. Uh, it, it It is possible. I you know, I, I do. I am skeptical. This skeptical of uh of their claim especially because since 2017 they talked about a breakthrough and then they've shown nothing since but that doesn't necessarily mean that they uh don't have it it just means that they might have a reason not to show it just yet you know i know that if i was there uh, you know, the scientist in me says, Oh yeah, like let's let's show it out. Let's get you know more development on it, let's get more people, more eyeballs on it, get more attention to it, um, more than just a PR stunt of doing some commercials and talking about how great it is. But I uh but the but the business person in me says, Well, if we put it out there and we we show the results right now when it's still early, um, it it lends it might actually lend to more skepticism um because we were only able to have that breakthrough in like one one example one way something to that effect so and the other side is is well if we put it out there all of a sudden somebody else is going to be like oh, i figured out what they're doing now now our competitors are out there and they are going to go and say okay let's let's reinvest in this and start it you know get it going again so i kind of understand that the secrecy is kind of like you know how apple doesn't reveal its secrets until it's like boom new iphone day new new macbook day new this or new that they don't want to give away too much cuz they you know they know that they um in many ways are leading the, in, the you know the computing industry and they don't want everybody to you know, one up them before they've had a chance to, to do it, to do it well. So I, I get it. Um, but with that said, it's been a couple, it's, it's, it's getting kind of old, You're Getting long in the tooth now. So let's, uh, let's hope that, you know, maybe in the next year or two, they could actually show something. Now with that said, they could also have just faked it. Like, uh, wh- what was the, the trucking company or the company that had their own trucks? And it's like, turns out they didn't actually have an electric tr- you know, big rig truck. They, Parked it at the top of a hill and then let it roll down the hill, and they're like, "Hey, it's silent. There's no engine running. Hey, it works! Like, ding, ding, hooray!" And turns out uh, they they literally had nothing. <laughs> they had nothing to show but a truck rolling down a hill. So I'm I'm open to it. I think that this would be this would be great. I think that maybe um, you know it, it, it warrants. Some some money, you know, tossed its way, more money tossed its way more scientists and hopefully Exxon is taking it seriously because uh, they you know as uh, the 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 carbon emissions continues to climb and the water around us continues to, to rise uh, I think that they're going to have to have something to, to show that that puts, uh, that really ch- you know changes the course of, of, of history for the planet. And uh, it would be certainly nice for a company that knows uh, the impact that they've had on the planet for decades and decades to be the to eventually be you know part of the solution uh, rather than part of the the continue to be part of the problem. Well, I appreciate all of you watching today. You do it. I greatly appreciate you watching the uh, the live stream today with me for the entrepreneurs of 10, what's today? The, the third, the fourth, uh, 10, for 2021. I will be back tomorrow with more news articles. I hope you've been enjoying the channel. I hope you're enjoying this new lighting setup I have. It looks, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still dialing it in a little bit. Love to hear about it in the comments Uh, I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you in the next video, which is going to be over here. I'm getting better at this. Over here, over here. Take care, everyone.